I could do this. I am this person. How do you know that? How do you know you're going to do that? Wow, you're so confident. It's only based on past successes. So if you've always failed, of course you're not confident. I would expect you to be not confident, have low confidence. So you might say, well, how do I create confidence? Well, you don't just snap your fingers and sprinkle fairy dust on it. The way you create confidence is you do hard stuff and then you finally accomplish it. And then you just repeat that process until you're confident over and over and over, regardless of how you feel over and then eventually The I will start Monday mindset is literally what is keeping you from achieving and maintaining your goals. That mindset is, is killing you because what it does is it creates this persona where you go, oh, well, all the external circumstances have to feel good. It has to feel right. All the barriers need to be out of my way before I execute. And that means your execution is dependent on external circumstances that you might even not have full control of. So that's you sitting there saying, I'm only gonna execute and execute consistently when it feels good, when I, when I feel like it's a good time. Okay, so you're super emotionally dependent on your execution. That's not a good thing because those are the same people that go, I don't feel like eating this. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like doing this and that. And I talk about it a lot in previous episodes about, emotional, emotionally disconnecting, you know, and it sounds like a weird thing, but I believe it's true. I believe that people need to be able to be better at saying, you know what, my feelings right now don't matter because this needs to be done, right? It, that's a, that's a superpower. It doesn't stay on, but you need to be able to, you know, turn it on and turn it off and check this out. The reason that people want to start on Monday or, or a new year or their birthday, or hey, in February, I'm not going to drink all of February, or sober October. Like, why does it matter? Why not go from October 12th to November 12th? Like, what is the difference? And it's something called a fresh start effect. And a fresh start effect is actually a real thing. There's research on it. And I'm going to read to you guys. I'm going edu to educate you a little bit. I have my show notes over here. This is from the American Psychology Association. This is just one study. I'll link it in the show notes. And they say, I'll just read it word for word. We found that Google search for the term diet, okay, there's, there's three studies, right? D different terms, diet, gym visits, and commitment to pursue goals. So I don't know if those are the actual quoted terms, but gym, um, commitments, diet, right? Those things um, all increase following temporary landmarks. So this would be uh, outside of the new week, month, year, or semester, birthdays, holidays. So, uh, this is based our onset. Sorry. So this is basically like when a new week happens, when a new year, when a new semester, I don't know, a new president gets elected, whatever, like people are able to compartmentalize things because people work off time frames, Right. And that's why people do six week challenge. Why not just challenge, right? It's easier to buy into it and compartmentalize and put things into boxes. And they also said, <clears throat> we propose that these landmarks demarcate the passage of time. Like I said, creating many new uh, mental accounting periods each year, which regulate past imperfections to a previous period, uh, induce people to take a big picture view of their lives and thus motivate aspirational behaviors. So basically what that's saying is around new things, birthdays, holidays, new weeks, new months, new years, people sit there and they, and they buy into this like time block. Now I'm going to take it one step further 
and I'm going to say it's not just time. It is time. Like logically, systematically, it's time, 30 days. But you know what it is? It's emotional. Like why, why can't you start on uh, December 22nd to January 22nd? Why, I go, like, why does that have to be the first of the year? And I will tell you right now, I have also bought into this. I've done it. I am not innocent. I have sat there time and time again, guys. And I have, like, uh, when I was 30, I said, hey, you know, when I turned 30, I want to be in really good shape. It was like, you know, your 30th birthday was a big um, mark. And I wanted to be able to prove to myself that I was still in really, really good shape when I was 30. So I trained for eight weeks and did a 100-mile bike ride. And that was a big thing for me. Why did I have to do it on at 30? I did it like a day before my birthday or something. Why did I have to do that? Um, <clears throat> I could have just done it anytime. I could do it tomorrow. Like, why does that matter? And I think that's just kind of how the brain works, but it's dangerous. It's dangerous because if we're only starting when it feels right and during these landmarks, guys, there's not a lot of time in between those. I'll give you an example. Most people that I, this is just, as a coach that's trained tons and tons of people, this is my general consensus. Most people will take action on their birthday sometime around the New Year's and if they have a vacation or a wedding. So for most people, that's only like one, two, three times a year. And when they take action, maybe it only lasts for like a month. So that means at best, you're pretty consistent for four months out of the year. What do you do the other time, right? And that's like best, best case scenario. You're like, all right, this wedding coming up. All right, all next month, I'm going to be good. And then the wedding's gone. And then you let yourself go for three months. And then you're like, oh, my birthday's coming up. All right, I need to slim down for my birthday. And I see we have this one lead generation system online where people are reaching out for trainers. And I can't tell you how many of these descriptions say, I have something coming up in any, and it's a time frame anywhere from zero to three months. And I need to get in really good shape now. Um, yeah, that's not great. Because that's number one, you procrastinated. <laughs> number two, you're like, oh, I have this event. So that's driving me getting in good shape. And that's honestly the opposite of what fitness should be. Now I get it that it's gonna be like that, but it should be different. It should be, you know what? I wanna be healthy and in good shape. And I mean, this is the easier way to, right? I wanna be really healthy and in really good shape and look really good year around. So no matter what I go do, I'm always gonna feel confident. And that's what I do. I want to stay in shape year round because I don't know when I'm going to get invited to a wedding like I did a couple of months ago, or I don't know when I'm going to go to a different event and I, it just doesn't matter. Right. And I live in Arizona, so it's pool season, like seven, eight months out of the year. But besides that, even when I lived in a colder environment, I just, I wanted to be just ready, right? That's like being not financially ready until you need to be financially ready. And that would mean it's too late, right? Like you should just have enough money to where you can weather the storm because we can't predict the future. And sometimes in life, you don't really know when you're going to get invited to events that you care about looking good at. Now, I will say <clears throat> that the whole starting on Monday thing is actually probably a good idea. And I'm a little bit contradictory to what I said, but here's why. I think people do need to be in the right mental state before they really make a commitment but they need to make the commitment that regardless of what happens after that start, they will continue. And the biggest downfall is people say, all right, on Monday, on the first, I'm going to start. And they start, but then they don't stick to it. And they don't stick to it because they know that if they yeah, don't have a great week, they just say to themselves, I'll just start on Monday again. And it's this repeating vicious cycle and it kills people. 
And I asked some people before and I've talked to clients and I'm like, how many times have you said, I'll start on Monday? Like how many times have you said that in your head to yourself? Like, dude, hundreds. <laughs> exactly. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. And they do start on Monday. And that's the thing. The, the first action isn't the problem. Like taking action on Monday, everybody does. That's the whole New Year's goal. What The whole New Year's resolution is not because people don't take action in New Year's. No, no, they do. They just can't keep it. And they can't keep it because their whole action in the first place was 100% determined on how they emotionally felt. I feel, they might not think about it, but they're like, I feel good. Me starting in the New Year's, <clears throat> it feels like a fresh start. And people love fresh, I, I love a fresh start. When I got out of the military, I moved and it felt good. It felt like a fresh start. The problem though, is you're going to chase that emotion. You're going to only be dependent on, hey, if the circumstances are perfect, if I feel good, if all the stars are in alignment, dude, I'm going to crush it. Well, the problem is this is life. Life's going to punch you in your face. And so if you're very emotionally driven towards your goals, what happens when you're the opposite? What happens when you're discouraged, depressed, angry? I see this all the time. People lose weight and they gain it all back. And when I ask them, they go, yeah, I was just really like depressed. So that means that your mental health, you not being motivated, depressed, anxiety, whatever, cause you to gain all this weight back. Again, emotionally driven. And we can't completely shut it off. We're human beings. I'm not telling you to be a freaking robot, okay? I'm not anywhere near that. I do better when I'm motivated. I do better when I emotionally feel like doing something. But I also had to have really deep discussions with myself in my head that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not perfect. Doesn't mean I never change my mind. But the more I do that, the more I say, Stefan, you're going to do this. Doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to get it done. And I actually fall through long term. I go, wow. So you can start something when you really feel like it emotionally. And you can follow all the way through and do really well. Like you've proved that to yourself. Great. Let's just do that again and again. And you get better and better and better. This whole fresh start effect is honestly dangerous because it creates this, this, uh, this emotional dependency. And look, I'll tell you a little bit of story. I used to struggle with doing cardio. Like I, I know that sounds weird, but like I used to struggle with doing cardio. I hated it. I was never somebody that had good cardio. Even when I wrestled in high school, terrible. I was strong. I like weightlifting, hated cardio, loathed cardio, like just put a gun to my head, freaking didn't want to do it. And it wasn't, and I kept doing this to myself. All right, this, this phase, you're going to get your cardio up. This phase, you're going to get your cardio up. This phase, you know, this, when I say phase, it's like a new workout split, this phase, And I never did it. And I always had good intentions and I always started and it lasted for like a week or two weeks. Even as a coach, I struggled with it. I struggled. And then I started to realize that like, it was because I only started when I really felt like it, when I got excited and I wrote everything down instead of just feeling like, Hey dude, you just needed to go do it like literally right now. And as you do it, you'll get better cardio and your car, like you won't suck. You're, you won't be as out of breath and it will start lowering the barrier. Cause there was something that was holding me back. And what it was when I did a little discovery was I didn't have very good cardio. I didn't like being super tired. Um, I, didn't like the machines that I was using in my garage for a time. I didn't want to do the bike or the rower because my I had like a knee thing. I didn't want to do uh, the skier. And so I just like use that as an excuse and I use it as a barrier. And so for me, it was like, I just had to start doing it and get better because every time that I got my cardio to a certain point, I knew that I was going to keep it. 
Like I've had, when I used to work at like hit studios, my cardio was so good. I told myself, I'm never going to let my cardio drop below this level. What do you know? It did, right? Because I'm not perfect. And because we, we, we say things that we don't fall through with and that's okay. And my goals also changed, right? Which I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying my goals to strength train change, which is part of the reason I did it, but also probably some laziness, probably some of the concessions in my head where I go, it's not that big a deal. You'll start Monday. The problem though, is it almost never starts the next Monday. And if it does, you, you love the fact, I really believe this. You probably love the fact that you start on Monday. You're like, it feels good, right? And it's okay if you mess up because you could just start again and you could just start again. And it's this like hopefulness. It's a false hopefulness, but it's this hopefulness that keeps you going on. And so you might say, well, coach Stefan, should I just not even try? No, you should, but you should just do it now. So when you're having the discussion with yourself, you should just go and you should just go right now and do the thing that you're planning on doing on Monday. Because what that tells your brain, and if, if you if you create, there's a latency, right? So if you say, oh, I'm going to do this thing, and then there's a time period that passes. If you could just decrease that more and more and more, your brain starts to rewire and you start to say, you know, I don't need to wait until X, Y, Z. I could just do this right now right now. And that's procrastination at its finest, right? It's a form of procrastination. For example, I have these bills and these like tax documents, which is the worst part of business, by the way. I just, I like creating content. I like coaching. I like doing this stuff. I just, I, I looked at the freaking pieces of paper every day and I started to write down in my little like Google task thing, um, take care of the paperwork on Monday. Literally this happened like two, uh, yes, uh, two days ago take care of the paperwork on Monday. And I've been pushing off and pushing off and pushing off. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it Monday. I got my, my time block, my calendar. And then I literally like had a come to Jesus moment. I'm like, Stefan, dude, you literally, as you're typing this, you could start doing it. And I didn't feel like it. I hate it. I hate it. I didn't feel like doing it whatsoever, but I, I stopped and I was like, you're not even going to finish typing this sentence. You're just going to do it. I know you don't want to do it. You're just going to do it. And this is where I like temporarily emotional disconnect, right? Dude, it doesn't matter. Just start doing it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be icky. You're not going to want to do it. It's going to irritate you. Just get it done. And I got it done. And then I felt way better, right? That's the whole thing. And now, hopefully, next time I start to get paperwork to pile up, I'm like, nope, you see it, take care of it. And you'll get better and better and better and better. And I see this with fitness and I see this with nutrition with hundreds of clients that come through our program what happens is that latency, that delay that you'd normally have to wait till Monday, wait till the new year, wait till your birthday. It's just, you, you cut it maybe in half or maybe completely out and think how much more you would get done and how much more successful you would be and how much more productive you would be if you could take that time and just eliminate it like, or get it super, super small. Maybe elimination is not realistic for you, but get it just insanely small where you say you're going to do something and then you just basically do it. Now, some things take some planning, right? I don't think people should start their fitness journey just haphazardly, like I'm starting today, right? That's probably not a good idea, but then there's the other end of the spectrum, and I see this all the time in the new year area or close to a birthday or a holiday or vacation wedding. People sit there and they go, all right, I gotta go get my gym stuff. I'm gonna go order some new stuff online. I'm gonna order some supplements. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get all the things, and then I'm gonna start. And there's some science behind that too, right? Like they bought things, so they have the emotional investment and they don't want to waste it. But how many people do that and they don't wear the gym clothes or they sell the gym equipment that they bought online? I know a ton because I bought a lot of their used equipment. 
um, or have a t hundreds of dollars of supplements sitting in their, cu their cupboard. Part of that too is they focus on the things that didn't matter when they went to start their goal. So you need to look at what things push the needle forward the most. So for, for you, if you're trying to get in shape, yeah, go get a coach. That's where all your money should go. You could take no supplements. You could wear the same ratty ass clothes at the gym. Doesn't matter. Get somebody that's going to keep you on your stuff. So you have a form of accountability. You have a plan. You're emotionally bought in. And this doesn't mean necessarily pitching our program, which I guess it is kind of a little bit of a plug, but this is also a realistic recommendation. I don't think you should go do all the other things that are going to, you think they're going to make you feel good, right? Or maybe emotionally, they kind of make you feel good, but they don't matter. Because if you had gym, I mean, let's do some deductive reasoning. If you had the gym clothes, if you had the supplements, if you bought the cute outfit, if you got the gym membership, but you didn't go to the gym, does it matter? <laughs> if you bought the supplements and got all the healthy food, but you didn't eat it, or you didn't hit your macros or eat it consistently, does it matter? No. But what if you had okay gym clothes and you didn't take any supplements and you had pretty healthy food, but it wasn't the best food, but you hit your macros and you went to the gym and you knew what you were doing in the gym and worked hard, would it matter? Yes. So we can just come to the conclusion and hopefully you agree with me that we found out what actually pushes the needle forward with you burning fat, building muscle, increasing your performance. Those things. It's not really super complicated. So people do that though, is they'll dance around and look, I'm probably a, a victim to this at some capacity. People dance around the things that they know push the needle forward for tons of reasons. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe it's something to where they just feel like they, I mean, man, there's so many reasons. Um, one, one reason that I know that I, I do is sometimes like the stupid paperwork. I know it's a, probably not the best example, but I knew that I could have done it, but I didn't want to. So there's this like huge avoidance. And you know what I did? I literally started writing down other tasks. I, I, I purposefully made myself busy doing other crap because I didn't want to do it, which is literally procrastination, right? Procrastination usually doesn't mean you don't do anything. In fact, it means you purpose, like this is how I look at it. You purposefully get yourself busy with other things in purposeful or subconscious avoidance of the thing that actually needs to be done. Like that's procrastination and people do that with their fitness. Oh, they know they just have to go to the gym. They're not stupid. They know they just have to eat, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice, but they don't want to do that. That's the hard thing. They don't want to be out of breath. They don't want to eat bland food. So you know what they do? They do everything but that. Everything but the actual thing that pushes the needle forward. And it makes them feel good. Like people are super emotional beings. So this is, it's hard to disconnect emotionally but this is also why being honest with yourself is important and, and self-evaluation and self-reflection because you should just stop like I did and say, whoa, 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 all right, am I doing pointless stuff? Does this stuff, is this stuff actually going to make a difference or am I just sitting there trying to kind of do some things that make me feel good? Like it's like, it's just enough like dopamine release where you feel good about yourself, even though you probably shouldn't. I'm not saying you should feel bad about yourself, but you should be able to be honest and be like, all right, I'm doing crap that doesn't matter. I'm being avoidant. This isn't good. Stefan, you need to go and do the paperwork. You need to go to the gym. That's what you really should be doing. You're worried about what your perfect shoes are. And if this matches, you know, none of that matters. What matters is actually going to the gym. And I've done that. I've, I've, I'm so bad at that actually is where I put the focus but the only way to get better, the only way to get better is you do things that push the needle forward and reflect because you have to be like, wow, you, you have to come to the conclusion and buy in 
that you were doing the wrong thing. And the only way to do that is by stepping back and going, well, yeah, I, okay, that was important. You know, if, you, if you're doing all these other things, avoiding actually eating healthy, avoiding tracking your food, avoiding actually going to the gym and following a structured program and actually working hard in the gym, but you're doing everything but that, you need to go do that. And then you need to reflect and be like, wow, did that actually make more of a difference than all this other stuff? And once you come to the honest conclusion, you just start kind of eliminating the things that don't matter, right? And if you really want the perfect gym clothes and all the supplements, all that, fine, but you got to do the basics first. It's almost like when people start a business, okay? Being a third-year entrepreneur and a new newer business owner, I've owned a business before, but like this one was actually more successful. Um, so many new fitness coaches sit there and they they are worried about every little detail. Oh, is this piece of content exactly right? Did I film in the right lighting? Am I using the right camera? Oh, am I using the right hashtags? Blah, blah, blah. And, and fitness coaches that are successful, and I do business coaching too, will tell you, just post. Just post. Just post. Post consistently. If you're not posting consistently and creating just content that people want to watch, do that. Then you can worry about the lighting and the camera and the quality and the hashtags and every little thing first, but you got to build the freaking base of the pyramid. So here's some action steps for you guys. And yes, I wrote these down because I just sometimes go off on a tangent. Number one, you got to learn to start now. So if you're thinking about it, start now. Like, no, not like, not, not tomorrow, now. If you're listening to this and you have the physical capability to start doing something that's going to push the needle forward now, do it now. Like pause this episode and go do it. Or maybe, I mean, if you're driving, like let's be safe, but I'm serious. And a lot of people say, well now, okay, well it's Saturday. Oh yeah. I'll just, that's like a day away. Nope. That's the mindset. That's what's killing you. You want to wait. It feels good, right? It feels good to just, why not do it tomorrow? Could you go? Could you do push-ups? Could you do sit-ups? Could you do a plank? Could you go for a run? Could you freaking go for a walk? Could you go to the store and buy food? Could you start throwing out health, unhealthy processed foods? The, the candy you're picking at, the ice cream you're picking at, could you get rid of them? Yes, you could do things that are actually going to make a difference. What do you suck at? What's your weakest point? Start there. Now, not tomorrow, now. Okay, it's very challenging. Number two, you gotta hold yourself accountable. Most people struggle with this. This is the number one struggle. People have good intentions. They want to start now. They want to do those things. And most people actually do. You probably will go do something. My thing is how long do you think you're going to keep it up? And you know yourself. And the way that we know we're going to be successful in the future is based on past successes. Okay. The way that we, and this is, this is where confidence comes from guys. When we say we're confident, the reason we're confident, it's an assurance in I am, or I will. So I'm going to accomplish this. I bet you I could do this. I am this person. How do you know that? How do you know you're going to do that? Wow, you're so confident. It's only based on past successes. So if you've always failed, no, well, of course you're not confident. I would expect you to be not confident and have low confidence. So you might say, well, how do I create confidence? Uh, well, you don't just snap your fingers and sprinkle fairy dust on it. The way you create confidence is you do hard stuff and then you finally accomplish it. And then you just repeat that process until you're confident over and over and over, regardless of how you feel over. And then eventually you will feel good. Eventually you'll feel confident, which is a happy, exhilarating, awesome, powerful emotion, right? But you got to get there. 
you got to hold yourself accountable. And if you can't hold yourself accountable, you need a, you need a form of, of accountability. And I will say right now for online coaching specifically, cause we, I've done in-person group fitness, all that stuff. There's online coaching has the most accountability and the most communication. And I see a huge emotional shift for our clients because before, even if they had in-person trainers, they go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, spending a thousand dollars a month for a trainer that doesn't hold them accountable, that doesn't give them workouts outside of the gym, that doesn't communicate with them, that doesn't hold them accountable for their nutrition. So they're crushing it three days a week in the gym and the other four days are doing whatever the hell they want. And they're spending a thousand dollars a month at the same results versus our clients are spending way less, have way more communication, way more accountability, uh, way more guidance and education. And you know what? They do better. And I survey all of our clients and we ask them because we check in with them every week. This is a few hundred clients across all of America. Okay. Different careers, different age, uh, different gender, different everything. Okay. Most of them are everyday heroes in the first responder community. And guess what they say? Accountability is so important. And I asked them on the call, Hey, what's, what's important to you? Having accountability, having accountability, even as a coach. Okay. I would consider myself pretty dedicated. I think accountability is the number one thing. I have accountability. I'm in a mastermind business group where I have other men that are more successful than me hold me accountable. I have somebody that holds me accountable with my faith and my, you know, like basically my walk with God. I have other people that hold me accountable in my relationship. I've talked about in the past, like even me going and saying, hey, I'm going to meet with a marriage counselor once a month. It doesn't mean my marriage is falling apart. It's also, it's just a form of accountability, right? Even if you get to the point where you do go to marriage counseling, or something like that, uh, some type of mentorship. That's really what it is. Some people just want the maintenance because I want to make sure, Hey, I I'm pretty good on my own. My wife and I have got to this point, but you know what? I want to make sure that I don't slip. And we see that. And I think accountability is the ultimate form of success because we're human and we make mistakes and we're not perfect. And knowing that you have somebody and something to get you back on track when it happens, probably not if it's more of a when, cause we know that we're not perfect that your chances increase tenfold because you're not going to stay off the wagon once you fall off. And then the third one is creating momentum. So how do you create momentum? Well, you need to start just like a car or a train that's completely stopped. Do you know how much like power and torque it takes to start a train? What about when it's going though? Like, I don't really know anything about locomotives, but I would just assume that it's a lot, a lot of coal and power and steam power and everything to get it going but then once it's going, I don't really think it's that hard. It's just like a car. Worst gas mileage in the city. Why? Start and stop. Stop and start. All those things. On the freeway, why do you get better gas mileage? Because there's already momentum. You don't have to press the gas pedal that hard. There's not a lot of stopping. There's not, it, you already create momentum. But how do you create momentum in the car? Yeah, you have to freaking be stopped and you have to go. And that's why it brings it back to number one. You have to start now. There's no other way. And once you've created momentum, you better protect it. Because if you don't protect it, you're going to be the car that gets terrible gas mileage. And every weekend, you're going to fall off the wagon. And every Monday, you're going to want to restart. You know what? I'm the freeway car, baby. I'm going. I don't want to stop. I'm, pro I'm protecting my momentum because I know if I stop, it's way more effort to restart. It's a waste. So if you've struggled, if you've been like, you know, man, dude, that's me. I can't tell you how many times I've like told myself I was going to commit and maybe it's on the, your birthday or new year or whatever, and you haven't done it. You, you got to do something different. And I do think getting accountability and getting a coach is a really good method. But even if you don't, and please, please do not use your spouse, your best friend, or your coworker for accountability. 
That's the sure way to fail. I, I promise you. I know you have good intentions. I know those people love and care about you. Terrible accountability. You're too close to them. It's not a good idea. I've seen it fail 500 times more than succeed. Like zero, I, I could think of like two people out of everybody I've trained that actually had a spouse that helped hold them accountable or a coworker long-term and it was a really good thing. Most people, it's not good. So don't even think like, oh, well, I'm gonna do that. Nope, honestly, and I could, I'll tell you this from somebody that's invested in a lot of things, probably need to open your wallet, right? Probably not what you wanna hear, but when you try to do free things, they don't work well, right? So you trying to have a form of accountability where you're like, oh, just this person, no effort, totally free. This is a great option. No, because that's actually less accountability. Money is a great accountability. I've used it to hold me accountable for multiple things, getting in masterminds, um, uh, business coaching, all these things, because I know that when I really, really, really want to commit to something and I want a sure way to succeed, I put my money where my mouth is. And every time it's free, I don't care as much. It's not a big deal if I don't do as well. I mean, I really have nothing to lose. Who cares, right? That's the mindset you have, whether you know it or not. So I do think having some form of accountability um, is super important. It's been super valuable to me and I've seen it be valuable to all of our clients and people that are way higher than me in business. I mean, like the form of accountability and education goes beyond just like hiring an online coach. I hope you understand that. So I appreciate it, guys. I hope this episode was fire. I hope it lit a little bit of fire under your butt and you're more motivated to take action and start and and, and stop going away from the fresh start effect because it's real and you're going to have to battle it. And it's very hard to get away from it. And it doesn't mean you have to stay away from it forever, but you better make sure that if you do buy into that and you do have that fresh start, that you have everything on your power or in your power and everything on your side to make sure that you're going to be successful. Like every single thing you have in your freaking arsenal to where you won't fail and you're going to protect the momentum no matter what. Appreciate it, guys. I love you and I'll talk to you next week.